Good morning. And welcome to our service of worship here at All Saints Church at Sunnyview Manor. Uh, as always, it is a joy and a privilege to join you in worship as we gather to sing, to pray, and to read the scriptures together. We're going to begin this morning uh, by singing the first hymn, When Morning Gilds the Skies. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. Just as the heavens burst forth in praise to God, day by day and night by night. Come celebrate with joy the love of God. Let us pray, O God. Through our 
The first reading is Isaiah 54 through 9a. The Lord God has given me the tongue of a teacher that I may know to sustain the weary with a word. Morning by morning he wakens, wakens my ear to listen to those who are taught. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious. I did not turn backwards. I gave my back to those who struck me, and my cheeks to those who pulled out the beard. I did not hide my face from insult and spitting. The Lord God helped me, through. therefore I have not been disgraced. Therefore I have set my face like flint, and I know that I shall not be put to shame. He who vindicates me is near. Who will contend with me? Let us stand up together. Who are my adversaries? Let them confront me. Is the Lord God who's helped me? Who will decide me guilty? All of them will wear out like a garment. The moth will eat them up. This is the word of the Lord. Psalm 116, verses 1 through 9, read responsibly. I love the Lord because he has heard my voice and my supplications, because he inclined his ear to me. The snares of death encompassed me, the pangs of Sheol laid hold on me. Then I called on the name of the Lord. Gracious is the Lord and righteous, our God is merciful. Return, O my soul, to your rest, for the Lord has dealt bountifully with you. My eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling. Second reading is from James, verses uh, chapter three, verses one through twelve. Not many of you who should become teachers, my brothers and sisters, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. For all of us make many mistakes. Anyone who makes no mistakes in speaking is perfect, able to keep the whole body in check with a bridle. If we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we guide their whole bodies. Or look at ships, though they are so large that it takes strong winds to drive them. Yet they are guided by a very small rudder. Whoever the will of the pilot directs, so also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great exploits. How great a forest is set ablaze by a small fire, 
and the tongue is a fire. The tongue is placed among our members as a world of iniquity. It stains the whole body, sets on the fire, the cycle of nature, and itself set on fire by hell. For every species of beast and birds, of reptile and sea creatures, can be tamed and has been tamed by the human species, but no one can tame the tongue, a restless evil full of deadly poison. With it we bless the Lord and Father, and with it we curse those who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come blessing and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this ought not to be so. Does the spring pour forth from the same opening both fresh and brackish water? Can a fig tree, my brothers and sisters, yield olives or a grapevine figs? No more can salt water yield fresh. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
Gospel according to Mark, the eighth chapter. Jesus went on with his disciples to the villages of Caesarea Philippi, and on the way he asked his disciples, Who do people say that I am? And they answered him, John the Baptist, and others, Elijah, and still others, one of the prophets. He asked them, But who do you say that I am? Peter answered him, You are the Messiah. And he sternly ordered them not to tell anyone about him. Then he began to teach them that the Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed and after three days rise again. He said all this quite openly. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But turning and looking at his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. He called the crowd with his disciples and said to them, If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel, will save it. For what will it profit them to gain the whole world and forfeit their life? Indeed, what can they give in return for their life? Those who are ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of them the Son of Man will also be ashamed. When he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels, the gospel of our Lord. According to a little bit of research that I did this past week, the average person says somewhere in the neighborhood of 13,000 words a day. Now, that may seem like a lot to some of you, which means you're below average. And that may seem like very little to others of you, which means you're overachievers. Of course, I'm just kidding. We're all different. We all talk different. We use a different number of words. The number is just an average, which means we may say more or less in any given day. And there are likely differences between genders, age brackets, cultures, and a host of other demographics. Regardless of how many words we are saying in a given day, each word carries weight. We may greet people with a hello or say goodbye. We may be asking for help or offering it to someone in need. There are many different uses for our words. Everything from simply relaying information to conveying deep, vulnerable emotion. And the list goes on and on and on. There are many uses for words. And words have tremendous power. Our lectionary reading from the letter of James had some potent things to say about the power of words. James used the phrase, the tongue, to name our use of words or our speech. He said, with it, the tongue, we bless the Lord and Father, and with it we curse those who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come blessing 
and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this ought not be so. Those were the words of James. James got straight to the point in conveying the power of, of our words. So why do words carry such weight? What makes words so powerful? Where does this power come from? Those are great questions. Thanks for asking. Some of you may recall, in the first few chapters of the first book of the Bible, Genesis, we read the ancient Jewish account of creation. Unlike all the other ancient world creation stories, where there are multiple gods who are at war with one another and end up killing each other, the Hebrew account of the origins of life describes one God who creates all, all things, including you and me, by bringing them into existence out of absolute nothingness. And God does this by speaking. That's it. For example, God says, let there be light. And there is. That's it. No war, no violence, no death. Just words. God's words coming into this nothingness and creating something out of nothing. That's mind-blowing when you take time to just reflect on, what, on that story. Now, if you think that that's a crazy idea, let's take it one step further. You and I are made in the image of God. While we may not be able to speak things into existence out of nothingness, which is crazy cool, we still have the power to speak. And our words carry the power to heal, bless, help, encourage, as well as tear down, destroy, and harm. This is such an important lesson for us as we navigate living in the 21st century, the digital age of social media, internet, and technology. It used to be a long while back, that the only people our words could affect would probably be the five or six people who were right there in the room with us. Then comes the development of writing, which gives us the ability to impact future generations with our words. And now with the click of a button, your words could potentially impact billions of people around the globe in less than the amount of time it takes for you to blink your eye. Wow. The heart of the matter is that we need to be attentive to the words that we speak. We need to learn the gracious art and the discipline of weighing what we say. One of my favorite Proverbs from the Old Testament book of Proverbs says, A word aptly spoken is like apples of gold in settings of silver. Words have such great power to create beauty, inspire hope, encourage the brokenhearted, lift up those in despair. And that is amazing. What a gift to have such power, and what a great and terrible responsibility. Additionally, words come with the potential of doing harm. Likely, each and every one of us can look back on our lives, look back to a situation where we said something we wish we could take back. I know I do. In the wise and insightful 
words of Ben Parker, Spider-Man's uncle, with great power comes great responsibility. And just because it's in a comic book doesn't mean that it's any less true. This is so true when it comes to our words. James is teaching us that in his letter. The invitation from the letter of James for you and for me is to first recognize the power we have in the use of our words. Notice that power. Respect that power. And then secondly, take care how we use that power. If we are demeaning to others, if we gossip about others, if we attack others with our words, we are doing harm. The kind of harm that James says we can avoid if we employ wisdom in the use of our words. Some words are basic, everyday, average things like greetings and chit-chat. But there are times where we need to stop and reflect before we speak so that we can use this great power that God has given us with grace and humility. May each of us respect the power of our words, and may our words bring Him praise, honor, and glory, and bring healing, hope, and blessing to our brothers and sisters. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's continue our service of worship by singing the hymn, O Jesus, I Have Promised.
join me in reading the Confession of Faith, the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. I want to invite you, uh, if you're joining us this morning in worship and you are mindful or carrying a heavy burden on your heart and mind, whether that's for yourself or for another or for some situation, uh, both in your life or in the world, uh, whatever that may be, uh, if there is a desire for you to receive prayer, I want to invite you to raise your hand at this time. Okay. I want to pray for these, uh, and then we'll continue by praying the Lord's Prayer together. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, together we pray for all the different situations, scenarios, and needs represented by the hands that have been raised. We thank you, Lord, 
that you are mindful, you are aware, you are present in each and every one of these places, in each and every one of the lives connected to these situations. There, is none, there are none of these that you are absent from or that you have missed or that you are not present already. And we come laying these prayer requests at your feet. We want to entrust them to your care. We pray, Lord, that you would meet needs, that you would bring healing and hope, reconciliation and peace, restoration, new life, resurrection. We pray for these things, for all the situations. And Lord, we thank you that you hear every single one of our prayers. No prayer is missed by you. And so we pray that you'd grant us faith and courage to trust you as we lay these requests at your feet. And together, we pray the Lord's Prayer that your Son taught us to pray. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us continue by singing the hymn, The Old Rugged Cross.
Now receive the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Go in peace. Serve the Lord.